What's up? I've got another podcast episode for y'all. Another preview of Transfer Portal CFB podcast presented by No Context CFB. We've got a really fun episode ahead of y'all. There's so much happening in sports right now. There's so much happening in college football right now. And I got to be honest, we're not going to be talking about Clay Helton going to Georgia Southern. We're not going to be talking about uh, the monkey debacle at, at Texas. We're definitely not going to be talking about those college football playoff rankings because that doesn't deserve our time. Those were in atrocity and every, I mean, yeah, we're done with that. So Andrew, you're one of our hosts for a day. What's up, man? Your Gophers are actually ranked in this awful, awful top 25. How are you doing? You know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the rankings, but all I can say is, there's a different committee I'm preferring right now. So the transfer portal CFB committee and the sickos committee. Yep. Yep. Lauren, what's up? How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. We just found out our game against Auburn is sold out. So should be a good old rowdy Kyle field at two 30 on a Saturday for a prime game. That's going to be a very fun game. I hope we don't disappoint you by picking Auburn. Thanks. That would be <laughs> dreadful. Um, and we've got our special guest for the week, Commissioner Escalante of the Sickos Committee. What's up, Commish? How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, I definitely do appreciate being here. Uh, this is my first podcast as as commissioner. Uh, we we did not hold an election. Uh, it was a hostile takeover. Um, they they found out I, I went to ULM and and I support Terry Bowden, so they they nominated me for commissioner. So. It was great, and and I accepted the role as commissioner of the Sickos Committee. You're definitely doing a lot of big things as the commissioner of Sickos Committee. Um, it sounds funny to say. I know we've had our laughs about it before the podcast, but you you and the rest of your team are doing such an amazing job. Uh, do you just kind of want to tell us like how you got the idea for Sickos Committee? Um, any ideas you have for the account in the future, how to grow it and everything, just kind of talk us through Sickles committee. <laughs> so, uh, you know, last year we, we, uh, you know, went through the, the pandemic, which is, is still ongoing. Um, some of our, our, uh, I guess, favorite podcast hosts, we, we typically listen to the shutdown forecast and like podcasts ain't played nobody and things of that nature. Uh, they were let go. Um, and then so they tried to come back in, in a forum called the Moon Crew uh, and they started Discord. Um, and so we joined the Discord to help them through the pandemic, uh, try to get some sort of income. Uh, and then you throw in uh, Discord, a bunch of people who, who listen to the full cast. Uh, you're going to get uh, some interesting characters. Uh, you're going to get some people with some strange backgrounds, but all have an affinity for college football, uh, mostly the weird and wackiness of college football. Um, I think maybe about November or October of last year, 2020, uh, we started to um, focus on what games were being played. And, and we started to notice that a lot of the games, you know, would get canceled. And then we started to pay attention to a little bit more of the uh, games that are typically on the undercard, uh, like you would have your main matchup, like Lauren has with AM and Auburn, 
Uh, and then, and, you know, we're, we're looking at like the Purdue versus Northwestern game um, being like the only option. Um, and we're like, hey, let's let's check this out. It's going to be a lot of punts. Uh, it's going to be some sloppy football. There's going to be some turnovers. Um, so we started to uh, like rank uh, the games on on what type of. I guess projected chaos they would have, and and what would uh, be like a sicko game in the situation. So we would look at those uh, games, and, and we would I, I would start like just looking at the schedule the next week, and I would r- rank like a top ten of games, um, and then we I would just throw it in the Discord, and then we would just bicker back and forth like no. No, um, you know, Indiana at Rutgers is more sickos than, you know, Kentucky at Ole Miss or something. And, and we would actually go through a thought process of what game, you know, has the more crazy storyline, what game has the, uh, the most interesting aspect to make it, you know, sickos and, and, and match, I guess, the meme uh, that was created from the, the Onion cartoon. Uh, so we kind of developed that at the end of last year, we did our first like uh, end of the year sicko team rankings uh, just to see who was the, the most sicko team. And, and last year, 2020, Michigan uh, was the most sickos team. Uh, they, they finished number one in the poll. Uh, so once this season rolled around, we, we kind of took it a little bit more serious. I guess as much as you can take sickos football, uh, a little bit more serious. We started ranking uh, more games because this year we had all teams playing um, and we decided to like go through all of the schedules. We had a couple of hard, fast rules when we were ranking. We didn't really want to rank games where it's like an FBS team versus an FCS team. Uh, we tried to keep that because it's, you know, we, we understand they're dealing with a financial gap typically. Um, and we don't want to like make fun of or punch down on like, you know, maybe a, a lowly FCS team, uh, unless you happen to lose to that FCS team on a Hail Mary at the end of the game in, in your own stadium. But then, then we can talk about that. But uh, things we don't want to rank those. So we're, we're, we're trying to just look at the team as a whole. We don't want to call out a certain individual. I mean, some coaching situations, they're, they're quite interesting. They make themselves a little bit more sicko. Uh, and so we did a preseason poll. Uh, we've done weekly rankings. Uh, we've done one midseason poll. We're probably going to do another poll after this week. Uh, in this case, and we let everybody who follows the account vote on a Google Doc form, and, and you all are welcome to vote too. And then we spreadsheet it out, and then we create just a, a really, really sickos graphic with uh, Comic Sans to really, really drive home the sickos brand. Uh, because, I mean, I think that's definitely the most sickos font that, that we could find besides, you know, wingdings or something like that. So, this is open to the public for people to vote for. And on your midseason yes. poll, 16 people voted for the Detroit Lions. So it's a weighted thing. So if you uh, get like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's not like uh, just one vote per person. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, if you vote them in first place vote, it's worth 10 points, second place, nine points, things like that. So 16 total points 
people thought the Detroit Lions, which they they actually may be moving up, I think, uh, you know, and and you know people submitted in, you know, the South Harmon Institute of Technology from the movie Accepted. Uh, somebody in the first poll voted Banana Tech. I, I it could be a real school. I don't. I don't. Maybe know. an ode to uh, the Santa Cruz Banana Slugs. Could. You know, that's what we were trying to figure out, but, you know, we don't collect any of the data or anything, so we couldn't, we couldn't contact this person like, hey, you voted for Banana Tech, who did you mean? Or, so we just put it there. Um, and, and we just don't take ourselves seriously. It, college football, is a, a, it's supposed to be fun. A lot of the times, as you were talking about, we don't want to talk about the playoff. There's 130 teams in FBS, uh, and, and you really think about it a very small percentage of them have a shot at the national title and and then there's over a hundred teams that are just forgotten um throughout the year not i mean they're fans they'll still follow but like the weekly games when you look at it uh, i mean everybody you know last year everybody seemed to focus on the playoff we, we were just trying to i guess force to finish the season um and then this year it just seems like you know there's teams that there there's fans. I mean, we, the, the committee is made up of, of, you know, as I mentioned previously, I'm I went made to up of cowards, uh, the, the college the, football the playoff. playoff committee. Yeah, no, my no, no. <laughs> when you say the committee, you know, uh, we don't want to be associated with that one. Uh, we Not may need all. to change the name. No, That's my joking. bad. <laughs> so the, um, the we our committee i mean we have like michigan state fans they're they're loving it we have michigan fans we have folks that went to dartmouth illinois i mean we have um utsa fans we have i mean it's just it's a committee of of you know fans in, in our inside our discord that that go to uh i mean like, like all of the other schools that are associated with fps um you know their ideal uh success of a season is a little bit different compared to let's just say your Alabama fan, your Ohio state fan, the, the committee is made up of, of basically, um, you know, fans of teams that are not necessarily the blue blood. Um, I mean, we do have some Nebraska fans, but they, they're kind of self deprecating Nebraska fans because they they understand where they're at in the hierarchy. And then the old Nebraska fans from the nineties, I guess, uh, are the ones that are the most boisterous, but uh, the committee basically we we work together. We come together with these rankings, and it's just um, it's a it's a madhouse. I I I couldn't necessarily run um, the Twitter account without them. Uh, I I probably do the majority of the tweets. Uh, if they're really bad, I apologize. Um, some are good, some are bad, but you know some have dad humor. Um, some are just uh, not great, but others are, are pretty fun when you get to see a, a three-yard punt from Central Connecticut against Miami, um, which was actually probably the best three-yard punt we, we've ever seen in our lives. Uh, we all celebrate something like that. Uh, that that's something to uh, you know celebrate, have fun, and enjoy because I mean, college football is it's really it's about the the players. It's about having fun. Yeah, the, the big teams take it a whole lot more serious. But, I mean, we're fans of, like, I mean, Dartmouth football. Are you really taking Dartmouth football that seriously? They've um, got nice helmets. They do. Um, 
apparently uh, Buddy Tevens is there. So we, we, we learned that from the uh, Stanford and Tulane days. Um, I mean, the, the Harvard-Princeton uh, five-overtime game was, was, was hilarious and, and, you know, bad refereeing and things like that. It's something that we just try to shine a light on the, the sport in a different way. We're not necessarily like uh, the anti uh, you know, big committee that decides the playoffs. But I mean, we love, we love matching. I mean, we love it all. I mean, it's like the, the little games. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about old dominion versus Florida international this week. I am, I am That's overly sick. excited for that. I mean, it's two and six old dominion versus one and four Florida international. I'm mean, sorry. One and seven. I apologize. I, one and seven Florida international and they play on this turf. And when you look at it on TV, you can never really tell if it's wet or if it's dry. Um, it looks like it's raining there all the time. I, I can't tell. I don't know if it's bad camera, but we jokingly call it the swamp turf uh, because it, it just looks damp at all times. Uh, and, and I mean, just looking at the projections of it, I, I will share those with you later, but I think like the projected points for both of them, it's like, 22 to 21 and and i can't wait to see who wins this one and i can't wait to see another uh hamburger race at fiu those have been fantastic they have uh the most interesting like halftime show promotions and, and i mean the football is, is is you know it's quite sicko uh the halftime show is it's fantastic also so i'll just i'll just leave but at that it definitely is good and uh you went very in-depth about your account and everything which we greatly appreciate <laughs> there's so much fun about sickles committee um you and i both know that college football runs so much deeper than than the blue bloods like you said than the top teams and there's not many accounts that dedicate their saturdays or weeks to the group of fives and even lower than that so, like, props to y'all for helping uh, promote the game and everything. It's very, very, very good. Um, makes a lot of people happy. Your account continues to grow. We know it's going to really take off here when bowl season starts. That's going to be nuts. Uh, bowl season is so dang good we're gonna, for we're, engagement. We're, I, um, we, we are – last year, I think we did – we didn't tweet it out, but we did the – the bowl game sickos rankings. Um, and I mean, we factor in where the field is played. We factor in, you know, the game, the, if it's on like a Tuesday afternoon, that, that gives it a little bit more sickos bonus points than like, you know, a normal, like Saturday night primetime game. Um, you know, if it's in the Tropicana dome, uh, which I don't think they play there anymore. We, we missed that, the before Brady's Bowl. Uh, we, we love that bowl. And, and we jokingly said uh, the most sickos bowl to us is, is the one, it's the Independence Bowl. Um, it's like the stadium. Um, we, we jokingly say that we have a headquarters, the sickos committee headquarters is based out of Best Western on Monkhouse Drive in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, we have the conference room and it's right across from the family dollar. So that, that is our joking background of the uh, Ticos committee, which is, is quite literally insane to say out loud. 
one of the, <laughs> the bad beats capital of the world. Uh, really yes. is. Shout out to Scott Van Pelt. You need a, a shout out from us. Now you've got your recognition. He might blow up yes. now. I don't know. We'll get into our next topic. Um, I'll start with you, Andrew. What we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to name a sickos team. Give me your thoughts on their 2021 season. First team, UConn. UConn. Um, shout out Jack Mack, of course, uh, UConn's biggest fan. Uh, they won a football game. What else can you say about them? <laughs> I mean, it, it's UConn. We, we don't expect much, but they, they won a football game, which was more than I thought they would do this year. Um, yeah, and I've heard some stuff today. What are they looking at a head coach? Was it like Temple's head coach or something, Liam? Al Golden. Oh, Al Golden. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's a UConn hire. Jack, Jack Mack can't be happy about that. I'm sorry. Lauren, what are your thoughts on UConn in 2021? I know this is going to sound absolutely stupid, so just go with me here. The fact that they in Vanderbilt had a good game, like made my year, um, good relative terms but um yeah i just thought that was fun and you know good for them they are putting up points and i think that's beautiful so uconn they're just there i love when they recruit text high school football players i think that's beautiful no people have gone to play there and they're just you know they're just doing their thing and it's okay if their thing isn't what everyone else considers to be a college football program it, it says a lot right there that the UConn-Vandy game made your year, and you were at the Alabama A&M game and stormed the field. But, <laughs> yeah. Kamish, let's go to you. you I, I mean, I think, Lauren, I think yeah. Lauren's in the committee right now after that comment. Um, I, we will put you as a ranking officer. Um, they're all made up positions, so Kamish, uh, you know, I, I have that authority apparently. But you're in the committee now, so thank you for that, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but UConn has been um, like the first game that they played this year was at Fresno and it was like 120 on the field and they got blown out, I think 45, nothing. Um, that was, that was brutal for the kids. And I think Edsel maybe quit or said he was going to retire a week or two after that. Um, then they showed something uh, when they played Wyoming, Wyoming was undefeated at the time and we thought Wyoming was good uh they almost won that game uh they they missed a two-point conversion at the end the uh the Vandy and and UConn game we kind of dubbed that one the sickos game of the week year or whatever uh that was a fantastic game and I we kind of thought UConn was going to win it uh, and the committee was upset. There was a bogus pass interference call that actually gave Vandy the win. And so we were still upset with the referees there. Um, they got a little home cooking in Nashville, I think. Uh, and then the Sickos game of the year with them uh, between UMass and UConn. Uh, I actually watched that one on something called Flow Sports, uh, which – I, I, it's a streaming service, I guess. Uh, if you want to watch yeah, like James it's Madison, or, it, it's not great. We don't uh, like um, sports here. <laughs> so 
So there, there was the most sicko thing about the game for that is anytime somebody went to kick a field goal in one particular end zone, it was like an obstructed view, like you're in Fenway Park. There's like a pole right in your way trying to figure out if this kick is good or bad. And I mean, that was amazing. And then UMass rushed the field after that, after winning their first game. Uh, I'm definitely glad that UConn hung on to win against Yale. Um, we actually kind of thought maybe they would give Middle Tennessee a fight. And oh boy, were we wrong there. Uh, but I, I wish UConn all the luck upcoming uh, after their double bye week uh, to play Clemson. They've had a lot of time to prepare for that. Uh, what do you call that offense? It's an offense. It's yeah. it's bad. We it's it's a few weeks, months, whatever it be ago when we had Jack Mack on. We were talking about how many players does UConn need on offense or defense to be successful against Clemson? Like we really were thinking, like UConn might need like. 12 players on the field won't be enough. 13, would that be enough? <laughs> and now we're here where it's like Clemson's offense is so bad. Like, can we actually see what they could do against UConn's defense 11 on 11? But, yeah, I don't know. UConn, um, better luck next year. Let's move on to UTEP. Lauren, you're based in Texas. What, what do you have to say about this, this team from El Paso? Well, based in Texas, however, they could literally be three states over. That is like a 10-hour drive from where I am. So, Texas, but all the way. Um, UTEP just really interesting to me. Um, a lot of my knowledge of them is based on how they recruit Texas high school football players. How I relate everything, whatever, it's fine. But they're, they're impressing people. I think it's fun. Um they're just UTEP, you know, they're, they're making words of themselves. People know them. And I think that's really impressive of them because they're like a flag. So they're like under UT Austin of that. So I don't know, get your name out there. That's basically really is what UTEP is doing. Your distant cousins in Texas, I think would be a good way to put it. They're so far away. Uh, Kamish, your sickos committee has been all over UTEP this year. What do you have to say about them? We, we, we love UTEP. Um, I, the first game they had this year, this is going to sound really sickos. Um, we didn't want to get flow sports, but we did for the UMass and whatever uh, UConn game later. But we watched this game on a local KVIA.com, like an El Paso affiliate on a website so that that is extremely sick uh we we watched them dismantle new mexico state and they won 30 to 3 um then we watched them beat bethune cookman uh and then they went 2 and 0 and we started paying attention to their schedule and we had an idea because they're the miners and there's mine carts and we created this really like we put the sickos face on the front of the mine cart uh, and we called it the UTEP Bowl Bound Express. And we, we thought there was a way that UTEP could get to seven wins, six or seven wins this year. And they went to Boise and Boise just blew them out because UTEP turned the ball over like five times. And it was just not a great 
day, but then they rattled off four straight wins in a row and they made bowl eligibility. Um, we were fighting for them to get game day, but they unfortunately just could not come back and defeat um, Florida Atlantic last week. Uh, they, they made a few mistakes, too many penalties, but uh, we were hoping for them, UTSA and uh, UTEP to have game day. Uh, and and we were trying to start a ca- campaign to get it there. Uh, we don't have that that large cachet, I guess, or, or pull. You know, the Sickos committee can't can't sway game day just yet. Maybe maybe in the future. But um, they have a great defense. They 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 call it the Orange Crush defense. Um, I I want to see what they do against UTSA. Um, UTSA's got a lot of uh, running. Uh, Sincere McCormick is fantastic. Uh, it's going to be a good game and, and, and really, you know, just show you how far away UTEP is uh, compared to the state. It's, it's nine hours from San Antonio. It's a nine hour drive from San Antonio. So that's clear across the state. And there's really not much between San Antonio and, and you, and El Paso in there, maybe uh, some weird, uh, the big bend national park, but that's about it really. Yeah, uh, we'll go to you now, Andrew. Your thoughts on UTEP? Yeah, I think it's an interesting story this year. UTEP is no longer just Aaron Jones University. They actually have players on this year's team that we're just now talking about 2016, 2017. I didn't see UTEP winning six games. I don't think anybody did. I thought we think I thought we thought that there was like a chance that they could do something, but starting six and two on a season is really freaking good for their standards. Jacob Cowling's been a very good wide receiver for them. And looking at their last four games, yes, they have UTSA, but they can beat North Texas. They can beat Rice. UAB is honestly another good game. If UTEP goes nine and three, like that might be one of the biggest shockers for this year. Just thinking about the last few years of UTEP, they can't win a game consistently. And then they just randomly go nine and three. It's college football. I mean, that's, football. Uh, that's the sickos committee bump right there. I think yeah. we, oh, fair. we believed and, yeah. and we, we have a really large Twitter following based out of El Paso. I, I never realized how many UTEP fans there were until we started uh, doing the, the bowl bound express and they, they look forward to the, the mine cart because every week that UTEP beats a team, we throw their logo in the mine cart, uh, as, as a joke. And, and I mean, it's just been a, an ongoing thing and they love it. We love it. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely great. And Andrew, you spoke about Aaron Jones there. Disrespect to Alvin Jones, man. Come on. Was a great miner along with Aaron. Jacob Cowing is a fantastic receiver that NFL draft fans need to know. We'll go on to our next team and we'll start right back with you, Kamish, Nebraska. Uh, yes, our preseason ranked number one sickos team of the year. Um, they fell to two in the midseason poll. UConn overtook them. Uh, but Nebraska is like the ultimate. I guess Schadenfreude team to watch for the sickos. Um, it's not necessarily. I don't. I don't. We don't know what the issue is. It's just like they they play really close games, and for some odd reason, they find a way to to just lose in heartbreaking fashion or lose in like like by one possession. It's it's amazing. I don't know if there's like some sort of cornhusker curse on them. But it, it's just something that 
hey, maybe they'll beat Michigan. It's like, oh, here's a fumble in, in the last, you know, uh, they're, they're finally going to get over the hump. And then it's like, oh, no, not again. But it, it's just one of those where the, the team, Nebraska, I mean, it's, it'd be nice if they were good again. Uh, but it's the ultimate schadenfreude team where they think they're, they're back and they're going to win a national championship again. And it, I mean, it's a, it's a long ways away. Um, they, they need to pray for bowl eligibility this year and, and who knows what's going to happen with Scott Frost, but the sickles committee just, we can't take our eyes off of their games because it's like, when is the shoe going to drop? Yeah. I'll say this straight up. I hate Nebraska because they ruined, uh, I forget how old I was, but diehard UCLA fan. They, they were like a five-win team or whatever and beat us in the Foster Farms Bowl, and they'll never forgive them. I had to sit through all those garbage chicken commercials to lose to that awful Nebraska team. Wish nothing but the worst. <laughs> Andrew, you're in Big Ten territory. What do you got in Nebraska? I think the question is what don't I have on Nebraska? Um, they're, they're three and six. Their last three games are Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio State. Not in that order, but – they're going to go three and nine. Scott Frost, I, I don't know what the heck is wrong with him. He went from being Nebraska's golden boy when they hired him, and now he has, what, 15 career wins in four years. <laughs> I, I don't know how much worse it can get for them. And as someone who's had to watch Nebraska football in person, it's not a pretty sight. Like, yeah, they, they have a good traveling fan base, but it's like you, you expect so much more from them, not even because their name is Nebraska, but, like, they get some good players – you would think Scott Frost is able to coach a little bit, but Adrian Martinez can't throw a ball on the broad side of a barn. We saw that against Illinois. I saw that against Minnesota. And I don't know. They just don't play well when you would expect them to. And it's going to end up being they're going to play well against a team that you don't expect them to play well against. They probably won't win, but as Kamish uh, talked about, it's probably going to be a one score game. Yeah, I mean, I there are times where I feel I like in the Michigan game when the camera kept panning to Scott Frost, I felt bad for him. He was clearly on the verge of tears and he clearly wants this so bad and he wants to bring Nebraska back. He just can't do it. And I really do feel bad for him because I want him to be successful. I want him to be successful there. It's 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 brutal. Uh, we'll go to you, Lauren. So I have this weird historical like fascination with Nebraska, and of course, I mean, I'm 20 years old, so like most of that was whenever I don't remember things. Um, I just find them so interesting. I think, like everyone said, the fact that they can put up points and then it's like, wait, you, you didn't win that game. It's truly you know, just something that's so fascinating. I definitely want to second Scott Frost is, you know, there's this time for everyone's like, oh, it's fine. They're going to be great. And then it's, you know, Twitter is in flames. Everyone's calling for him to be fired. It's really just one of those. It's like, okay, when is the time of chaos going to either, you know, completely stop? because he's gone or are they going to make an impressionable win? And yeah. Very well said. We'll get into our next segment here. Um, 
we're looking forward to Saturday as always. We're looking forward to a good Sickos game. I'll go right back to you, Lauren. What Sickos game are you looking forward to most this Saturday? Oh, I don't even know. That's the thing. Every time I thought about this, I college football right now just baffles me. I feel like literally anything could happen that any of them could be like Iowa losing to Purdue. You know, that felt like last week. This week, I really. Give me one second to collect my thoughts. <laughs> All right. We'll go to you, Andrew, and then we'll go back to Lauren. <laughs> I no lost problem. my finger with my notes, guys. It's, it's, it's gone. It's raining today. <laughs> um, so one thing that's fascinated me uh, in the last week is Miami essentially kind of committing to Manny Diaz. Like, I don't know why. M- Miami is a program that, you know, we're talking – early 2000s they're they're the team they're the team and now they are on the verge of being a 500 club in probably one of the worst ACCs we've seen in the last 10 years I I don't know why you're committing to mediocrity when you're able to do so much better when you're in such a talent rich state like Florida and you're getting not amazing classes like Florida State's out recruiting Florida's out recruiting you like to a decent margin So I actually want to see how Georgia Tech plays against Miami. I want to see if that, you know, instant confidence that they must have given Manny Diaz to help them win those last few games. I want to see if that helps them play against a Georgia Tech team who, I mean, let's let's face it, they're not amazing, but it's also not a team that you can just look over. That's gross. (laughs) It's a sicko game. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. We have that one ranked as the eighth rated sicko game of the week, uh, Georgia Tech at Miami. So, yeah, that's a good one. Knocked off number eight. Very good, Andrew. Lauren, do you have yours? Yes, I found it where I wrote it. Okay. I think this is interesting, maybe just to me, but Arkansas and Mississippi State, Um, both teams, you know, very different ways they have approached the season. Arkansas, everyone's like, holy cow, heartbreak hogs, no more. Mississippi State, everyone's, you know, Mike Leach still. And now in, um, Mississippi State's ranked. And there's just too much chaos there. Yeah, I, I also disagree very vividly, awesome. and they beat us. And I did job walking out of Kyle Field that day. But it's just one of those games where they're both five and three, and you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, all right. What's going to happen here is Arkansas going to try and, you know, stopping the heartbreak hogs for their dear students again or what? So that is my game. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi State didn't receive a single vote in the transfer portal CFB poll. So I don't, I mean, in their ranked 17th in the cowards poll. Uh, what the, 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 sorry, did that game crack the uh, Sickos rankings commission? Yeah, that, that one was actually ranked 18th. Uh, we, we, we saw that uh, two contrasting styles. Um, you know, uh, Mississippi State 5-3, and three, Arkansas 5-3. and three. Uh, Both kind of going in opposite directions. Uh, Mississippi State seems to be ascending. Arkansas has, has lost three in a row. Uh, so that's kind of one of those uh, SEC West chaos games that we don't necessarily know what to expect. And that's that's kind of why it made the rankings. Gotcha. And what's your sickos game of the week? 
So our Circles Game of the Week, um, we initially were leaning towards Missouri at Georgia. Um, Sicko's games can be um, many different things. Like it, it doesn't have to be two bad teams. Like I mentioned, Old Dominion versus Florida International. Um, you know, Missouri's not great. They struggled with Vandy. They gave up 30 points to Vandy, almost 30 points to Vandy. Um, and then now they're going to go on the road to Georgia where it may be one of those things, kind of like a Georgia Vandy game where Georgia may score more points than Missouri has yards. So that was the one that was initially there. Um, and, you know, our, our, our basically our, our joking, uh, we, we call him the godfather of the Sickos Committee, Mr. Jason Kirk. Um, he stated that you would be an honorary Sickos space cadet um, if you watch the entirety of the Georgia uh, and, and Missouri game. So that was number one at first uh iowa and wisconsin was was number two number three um actually leaped to number one after the uh the monkey business so the sickos game of the week was uh texas at iowa state um it's in prime time texas is four and four um iowa state's five and three both very disappointing seasons big anxiety on both fan bases um aims at night uh, that adds a little, and then you throw in the, the, the monkey. So, uh, yeah, that, that made the sickos game of the week. The one that I'm looking forward to the most besides old, old dominion and, um, you know, Florida international it's UNLV at New Mexico. We're thinking that this is UNLV's last possible shot to get a win. The projections have UNLV losing to New Mexico by like less than a point. So we're, we're rooting for the running rebels and we're, we're hoping they can win and get a win on the road against the Lobos. Uh, but that's the one I, I'm going to be paying attention to like the really, really gross games. Um, I, I love those so much. We, we love them so much. It's just like, why is anybody in their right mind watching this game? But we, we want UNLV to get a win. Um, and you know, we don't know if Arizona can pull one off against Cal, but we think UNLV could possibly do it this week. So fingers crossed for them. Yeah, I understand wanting to see UNLV win and just how fun that would be. Like, I am rooting for that. Um, but also, if Arroyo had no wins in his tenure at UNLV, that is an even better storyline, I think. And I am also rooting hard for that. So I'm winning either way. Um I'll, what's your rank? I'll I'll tell you my game and then we'll get your ranking and then I'll go into uh, my thoughts on it. My sickos game of the week: San Diego State at Hawaii. So we have that one on the list. Let me let me find it real quick. I know that's there. It's it's kind of far down. Um, it is. It's okay. It, it was. It's fine. <laughs> um, it is the. It, it got bonus points for the Hawaii test. Uh, we ranked like 41 games this week uh, oh. because Maxion returned. Uh, that's the most we've ever ranked. Uh, we typically try to do it around 25, but we just could not. And then Maxion returned. So like every single Mac game got ranked. So it was ranked, I think, 35th. Um, San Diego State, we love the punting. Uh, we, the, the punter is amazing with 80-yard punts. Um, 
I mean, Fresno State held the punter in check. Honestly, that was kind of a – he didn't get – he only had one over 50 yards, um, and he had a touchback, which was kind of unheard of for the San Diego State punter. But that should be an interesting game, and that gets the bonus points of being really, really late. Like the Hawaii test at, like, kickoff at, you know, 10 p.m. Eastern – or, I'm sorry, 10 p.m. Central, 11 Eastern uh, – it doesn't give the added bonus of having to watch on some random team one sports app or like Hawaii local TV, but it's one that's up there. And we, we actually kind of think that maybe an entertaining game, Hawaii's offense is, is come back around. Uh, but I, we don't know how San Diego state's defense will recover after they lost to Florida. I'm sorry, Fresno state. I apologize. Yeah, I'm surprised that this one was so low on your rankings. I'm super excited for this one. Um, like you said, I, I'm in Vegas, so it's an 8 p.m. Pacific start time, which is prime time for me, obviously. It, only true sickos, I think, are going to stay up to watch this game, so that factored into my rankings. San Diego State's offense is anemic in every sense of the word. Oh, it's abysmal. I think Hawaii is a live dog to win this game, and Look, San Diego State should not be ranked. More beef I have with the committee. Um, on on Hawaii, they're running one of their running backs, Dedrick Parson, who's a transfer from uh, Howard. He's been fantastic. He's a really good receiving back. The Hawaii DB Corey Bethley deserves so much more attention. Um, he's been robbed of a player of the week once or twice. I know once for sure. I forget who it was against, but I know he had a phenomenal game. Uh, he deserves more love as an NFL draft prospect, too. And then you have, like you mentioned, the punter, the kicker, the generational special teams are Matt Ariza. I think I'm saying his name correctly. I hope so. But he is a phenomenal talent. Sickos love him. Football fans love him. Uh, the special teams ace of, like, he's one of the best we've ever seen. <laughs> he is absurd. The onside kick he had last week, which didn't even count, which is lame, but was, was incredible. And anytime the most fun player on a team is their kicker slash punter slash kickoff specialist, you're, you're, you're a sick, sick team. Um, and now we'll get into our player focus real quick. We'll kind of run through this one real quick so we can get to the games we're picking. I'll start with you, Andrew. Who's your player to watch this week? My player to watch this week is Malik Willis, one of the top quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft class. Going up against Ole Miss, Ole Miss's defense, it's not as awful as we thought it was going to be going into the season, but it's also still Ole Miss defense. I want to see how Malik Willis plays against Ole Miss. This is going to be a very interesting game. This was another game I also considered for the the sicko game of the week, but I'm really interested to see how, not even just Malik Willis, but Liberty in general playing against Ole Miss. Because me personally, I think Ole Miss is a tad overrated, and I think that, you know, Liberty, they had the loss to ULM, uh, as Kamish talked about with being Terry Bowden supporter earlier. And just, they haven't performed over the last few weeks. Obviously, they had a good win last week, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Malik Willis play. I, I think that this could be a big game for his draft stock. I love that pick. We'll go to you for yours, Kamish. Real quick, though, because I want to get into our game picks. So, like a player? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to see Sincere McCormick go up against the UTEP defense. Um, I, I want to see if he can run. 
along with Frank Harris. I, I'm excited for UTEP and UTSA as, as a non-Sickles game. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm excited to watch that that UTEP defense that, that typically bottles up the run relatively well, see if they can handle this UTSA rushing attack. Love that pick as well. We'll go to you quick, Lauren. My pick is Max Duggan, and it's truly just because I'm interested in watching this TCU team without Gary Patterson on the sideline. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I also went with Malik Willis. Good pick, Andrew. I'm echoing everything you said. The, the guy was built in a lab. Uh, he's a sensational talent, freak athlete, throws missiles. Massive game for him. Watching him against Corral is going to be very fun. All those injuries on Ole Miss' side makes this a very competitive game that Liberty might win outright, which is shocking. Uh, yeah, now we'll get into our game picks. I'll start with your pick for Army Air Force Commission. This game is very weird. It's at Choctaw Stadium, which is the old Texas Rangers ballpark. It's an 8.30 a.m. Pacific kickoff. So we're getting this game 30 minutes before every other game starts. Got to mix this game with college game day. Who do you have in this one? I, I, I'm going to go with the Air Force. Um, I, I like what they were doing. Uh, they, they were really close in, in their game last week. And I, I feel like uh, I, I'm going to go with Air Force here. I, I have just a gut instinct here. I, Army and Air Force, they're, they're always great battles, but I, I'm leaning Air Force this year. Gotcha. We'll go to you, Lauren. My pick is Army. Um, I just tend to always pick them. I think they're interesting. What about you, Andrew? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Air Force as well as Kamish. Um, I think Air Force's rushing attack has looked really good this year. Obviously, they played San Diego State really close. And you know what? They lost that game. They probably could have easily won that. That was a ugly game to watch. Uh, I also don't know how much Army's defense is going to be able to compete with Air Force's offense. Gotcha. I'm with Lauren, though. I'm going with Army and watching option football on the baseball field is going to be quite fun, even though it's converted still. It'll be quite fun. Uh, our next game, Wake Forest, UNC could UNC UNC could be a high-scoring affair. Andrew, who do you have? You know what? I'm going to start believing in the Demon Deacons. Wake Forest is eight zero, and they haven't had a game where it's like, oh, well, yeah, they beat this team, but it's like they don't look amazing. Well, they they do look pretty good. They they have a great offense led, led by Sam Hartman. I think Jaquay Roberson's a very underlooked wide receiver. UNC hasn't performed up to expectations this year. If they do win, it's going to be off a major performance from Sam Howell, but I'm, I'm going to take Wake Forest to keep them the magical season going. The dream season stays alive. Kamish, who do you have? I just want to note that this is a non-conference game. So that makes it that makes it a little bit more sicko for us. That's where we had it ranking tenth. I'm picking the Deacons. Uh, we we gotta believe. Uh, you know, I'm a certified uh, Deeks uh, seven days a week. You know, um, so let's go Wake Forest. Lauren, I hate following the crowd here, but I also have Wake Forest winning. I'm a Sam Hartman. Hartman fan remember whenever he committed to Wake Forest and you're going what are you doing like you're a ranked quarterback but hey he's able to get some things going there so wishing them the best of luck as they continue this journey I am so glad to be the only one on UNC here I'm strictly picking this four and four um just awful awful season 
they've had. I, I'm so glad to be picking them. They're favored against the 8-0 top 10 team. Give me UNC all day in this one while the public is all over Wake Forest. Our next game, Liberty Ole Miss. Uh, Kamish, who do you have in this game? I, I got to go with Ole Miss um, by the uh, Terry Bowden transitive loss to ULM. Um, I, I don't believe in in Liberty, and I, I think Ole Miss is going to possibly treat Liberty like they treated Tulane. Um, I, I can see Ole Miss doing it. I hope Corral's okay, but I, I feel like Ole Miss is just too fast for um, Liberty uh, on defense. And, um, I mean, if, if ULM puts up, 28 points on Liberty in one quarter. Uh, I, I really want to see what Ole Miss can do against Liberty's defense. Lauren. I have Ole Miss and it's really just because I want them to like play super hard against Liberty and like Liberty kind of fight back a little bit and then us be able to beat Ole Miss next week. That is solely my reason for it. Um, I also, you know, conflicting feelings about Matt Corral, but you know, they're Lane Kiffin's got his like swag on here, probably more than anyone would like to admit. So they're definitely going to take this one. Lane Kiffin is swaggy. <laughs> I'm going Ole Miss 34 31. I think it's going to be a really fun game. I just think that Ole Miss uh, injuries on the offensive side of the ball could really play into this game being closer than it should be. Our next game is SMU Memphis. I'll go right back to you, Lauren. Who do you have in this game? Um, I have SMU winning, but I think Memphis will be able to put up a little bit of a fight here more than we think SMU coming off of their loss against Houston last week. I'm sure they want that, but I know Memphis will probably try to capitalize on that swing in SMU's momentum as well. Andrew? Um, well, quick. Um, what did you say, Lynn? Who do you have for SMU Memphis? Well, I'm also going to give my Liberty Ole Miss pick because I, I was. I skipped you. I'm uh, an idiot. My bad. Go both. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it quickly. Give me Liberty or give me death. Malik Willis has a big game. Give me the Flames in a flaming upset over the Rebels. Yeah, you were excited um, to say that. And then I, I was too excited to say that. I apologize. Uh, and I'm going to take SMU into a bounce back win over Memphis uh, after last week's game against Houston. My bad for skipping you. I'm a terrible host. Uh, Guys, suspend me for next week. Kamish, who do you have? Um, One thing about going to Memphis, um, typically all laws do not apply there. Uh, There's the majestic allure of the vast pro shop pyramid. Uh, But I think SMU gets out of there with a win. Yeah, I'm also going with SMU. They just can't afford to drop another game. And I think after being snubbed by the committee, the bad committee, the cowards committee, they're going to come out here and make a statement. I'm going with them 42 to 28. Uh, Our next game is Michigan state Purdue surprising low three point spread for Michigan state. Uh, We'll go straight back to you. Commission. Do you have in this game? This is a close one. Um, I feel that, um, that Purdue could possibly pull it off, but I think Michigan State just sneaks a win by maybe a field goal. So right on that three-point spread, Andrew, who do you have? You know, it's tough. Purdue, these last few years, they've been the team to take down these top teams. You saw the Ohio State 
game a few years ago, obviously earlier this season, they beat Iowa when they shouldn't have been the number two team in the country, but I'll try not to rant about Iowa this episode. Uh, give me Michigan State, but if Purdue is going to win, it's going to be off of the production of George Karloftis. Good shout there to a great edge prospect. Lauren, who do you have in this game? I have Michigan State. I think their ego is a little inflated after top 25 and everything, so they will want to maintain that. Um, and Purdue being the upset, happy school that they are, I think Michigan State will definitely be on edge for that as well. Yeah, I went with Michigan State 31-21. I'm honestly tripping right now and don't even remember if I've given scores for every game, which I usually do, so whoops. But uh, I just can't see Purdue pulling off another top-tier win. I can't see that happening, and we'll see if Kenneth Walker could keep that Heisman run going because we already know his tickets to New York are booked. Our next game, Auburn A&M. Lauren, we'll go with you. Why do you have the Aggies? Um, so I have the Aggies because it terrifies me every time we play Auburn. I don't know if y'all know this, but like the past eight years of these games have actually been the strangest, most stupid things on the entire planet. Also, I have spoken before about how much Bo Nix confuses me. And I just really think the way this Aggie defense has been playing, it's a good mix of an older D line with some young guys out at the DBs that I feel like they'll be able to confuse Bo Nix as much as he confuses me. Um, So yeah, I think that defense is going to be able to really hold up with them. He's not going to be able to scramble as much as he's been able to recently and just make weird plays because that's a lockdown defense right there. And that, yeah, wrecking crew style week. All right. Uh, King of the sickos committee. Who do you have in this game? Um, the, the the ultimate sickle quarterback. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he knows what he's going to do. Uh, I, I got to go with Bo Nix um, in Auburn. I I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, he's going to dance around in the pocket for some odd reason and either throw a back-breaking interception or an amazing touchdown pass. But I think Auburn squeaks out a win maybe by – Let's just say maybe like 31-27. Andrew, who do you have? I'm, I'm going to go with AM here. I like their, their rushing attack. And it, once again, Bo Nix, you can't predict what he's going to do because he doesn't know what he's going to do. They probably don't even have a game plan for him. They just say, go out there and play football. Yeah, I kind of mentioned earlier in the show that we shouldn't make Lauren upset by picking Auburn. King of the Sickos, Mr. Kamish, did that. I'm sorry, I'm picking Auburn 24. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I got two Aggie in-laws, so, uh, you know, I'm used to making them. I, My apologies, Lauren. I, I don't know why I'm picking Auburn. I literally wrote down why, 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 and then ended it with it, Bo Nix Heisman it doesn't, talk. It doesn't – it doesn't make sense, but um, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but like just Lauren doesn't. mentioned, this game is off the rockers every single year. So why not have a bone a bone Knicks Hail Mary game winner? Let's have that. Our next game, FCS, 
Mon uh, yeah, Montana State, Eastern Washington. Really excited for this one. Andrew, who do you have in this game and why? Okay, I'm going to try and keep this short. As a related Montana fan, I want college game day at Montana, Montana State. If that means Montana State has to win, you know what? I don't want it anymore. I, I hate those Bobcats. I hate them with everything in my life. Even though Eastern Washington has the ugliest field in college football, I hate that red turf. Give me the Eagles. Love that red turf. Kamish, who do you have in this game? Yuck. Um, I mean, the Sickos Committee loves the red turf. Uh, it, it's it's up there with the gray turf of Eastern Michigan um, and also Central Arkansas with the gray and purple turf. Uh, I'm going to go with the red turf, uh, Eastern Eastern Washington. Uh, they're at home. I know it's a rivalry game, uh, but Eastern Washington. Yeah, uh, Lindenwood also has very good turf. I don't know why I know that, but they do. Uh, Lauren, who do you have in this game? I picked Eastern Michigan, Wish excuse me. <laughs> I picked Eastern Washington and it really it's funny y'all mentioned the turf here because I did google them and did some research and I thought that was fun and funky and fresh so might as well be fun and funky and fresh as an entire program to win this game all I'm saying is there is nothing there is no field like Eastern Washington's when it's snowing on that red turf and it looks like a, a battlefield i don't know it, it's there's pictures from years ago when it snowed on that turf in a game and it is i don't know it, it looks like there's been so much carnage done it, it just looks so sick for whatever reason i'm going with eastern washington in this game between number four montana state number five eastern washington uh this should have been the site of college game day i don't know why it's at uh tulsa since this i know earlier in the year the uh college game day like people were looking at big sky schools to go to. So maybe they go to Montana state, Montana. They should have gone to Eastern Washington, Montana. They should have gone to Eastern Washington, Montana state. I have EWU winning 38, 33. going to be a really fun game. Eric Barrier, If he goes nuclear in this game, we need to actually start talking about him as a Heisman candidate. He should be in that top five, top seven. He's been fantastic all year. FCS players could win the Heisman too. They don't just have to win the Walter Payton. Our next game Mississippi State, Arkansas. Lauren, who do you have in this game? Okay, this one hurts, but I'm going with Mississippi State. Um, I think Mike Leach is going to really capitalize on this momentum that they've been having. He's also one of my favorite coaches. I think he's hilarious. And I just feel like him against this Arkansas team that's been so back and forth that he'll really like – be content with prepping for it and keeping their momentum going because it's easier to keep going with momentum than to build it with what Arkansas has been doing. Andrew, who do you have in this SEC game? Yeah, I mean, uh, you talked about it earlier. Mississippi State being ranked kind of shocked us. No one in our poll had Mississippi State even getting a vote. I was actually really close to giving them a vote, but I took them out last second. Uh, I think they're a good team. I think Mississippi State's a good team. I don't think Arkansas is that good. I think the first few games of, you know, this season for Arkansas were a little inflated. I mean, they beat Texas, which is a good win. Sorry, Lauren, they beat AM. But I mean, since then they've been atrocious. I'm I'm gonna take Mississippi State here as long as Mike Lee Chess and Halloween Candy in his back pocket. Who does the commission of the Sickos have in this game? 
I'm going. I'm going the opposite way. Uh, I'm going to ride the the Sam Pittman Hogs here, uh, Arkansas. Um, I love uh, Barry Odom, their defensive coordinator. Uh, they shut down Mike Leach last year. Um, they they kind of laid out the blueprint on how to stop their raid. Uh, Mike Leach is notoriously stubborn. Doesn't really change much. Uh, um, I, I figure Arkansas to hold Mississippi State in check. Uh, and, and I feel like they can get their ground game going after they went through that brutal stretch. Um, you know, I mean, they played uh, Alabama, uh, they played Georgia. They, I mean, they got beat up and they really, uh, hopefully they're rested after their bye week. Yeah. I think uh, I hope for Mississippi state's sake that Mike Leach isn't high off Halloween candy in this game. I'm going with Arkansas 27 to 17. I'm not saying anything else. I want to get on to the other games. I spoke too much about the games prior. Uh, our next game is Boise State, Fresno State. We'll go straight back to you, Kamish. Who do you have in this game? I, I don't know why Boise State is, is disappointing this year. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And Fresno State's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I got to go with Jake Hayner and Fresno State. Yeah, definitely understand that pick. Andrew, who do you have? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to share the sentiments. I don't know what's going on with Boise this year. They just don't look like the Boise teams of the past. Fresno's, a f- like Commission talked about, it. they're a fun team to watch. I- I'm going to take Fresno in a seven-point game. Hopefully Jalen Cropper is healthy and ready to go for Fresno State. Lauren, who do you have in this game? Also Fresno State for the exact same reasons. Let's go. I'm the only one on Boise State for absolutely no reason. My picks have been terrible this year, and I'm taking Boise. You can't have unanimous picks. Yeah, you, can't. you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do you it. become a meme. I have Boise State wing 33 of 30. I don't know why. Um, they've, like, played bad, but their losses have still been close. And they had that big win against BYU a few weeks ago. They've showed that maybe they can, they can, you know, keep keep winning. I don't know. Um, the thing here with Fresno State is they are playing uh, for the MWC West Division title, which they control their own destiny. They only have three games left because they play a Week Zero game. This is going to be a team's best chance to beat them because there are other opponents. It's, I think, New Mexico maybe and San Jose State. I could be tripping. But Boise State, I think, goes out there and kind of just shocks them. Um, I don't don't know. I think Khalil Shakir is going to have a monster game too and will go into the what should have actually been college game day if it wasn't easy for Boston Montana State. Cincy Tulsa, gross. UTSA, UTEP. Andrew, let's hear it. You know, as much as I support the minecart, meet me. <laughs> Lauren, who do you have in this Texas showdown? I'm picking El Paso. Um, I think as a team that, you know, whenever you're not exactly expected to win in a home game and something that has a bunch of attention, it'll really help. And also, I just looked at tickets for this game and they're $15, and I just find that a little comedic. Um, but yes, I'm going with El Paso. <laughs> Buy tickets to this game. Sell this game out. We need an electric atmosphere. 7.15 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2, I think. Great start time. Going to be super fun. Kamish of the Sickos, who do you have in this game? Do you have your beloved Miners? So 
um, I, I would just say this. I reside in San Antonio. Uh, oh. my, my wife, my wife is a UTSA grad. Uh, she's an alum. Um, but the Sickos Committee is dedicated to UTEP. So I'm, I'm in either in trouble at home or I'm in trouble Sickos Committee wise here. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I really think uh, UTSA, again, coming off their bye week, they're, they're fired up. Um, I think they're going to, um, you know, put up a lot of points. I don't know if UTEP can. Um, so I, I really think maybe UTSA wins this one, maybe like in a, in a fun high scoring game, I'd probably say maybe like 38, 31, or maybe like 41, 33 or 41, 34, something like that. But I feel like it's going to be a fantastic game. Sorry, miners. You can get, you can get another logo in the mine cart next week, but I, I, uh, I'll be happy if you win, though. But I, I don't want to get in trouble at, at the commission's house right now. I wouldn't be. They they won't be apologizing to you. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. They won't. They shouldn't be mad with you. They should be mad with me. I have UTSA winning. I have them scoring 42. I have UTEP scoring 13. I think this is going to be a, a, a just decimation i think that utsa is going to go out there after being snubbed of these rankings too which didn't even go into my blowout pick here i think utsa is going to tear utep apart this defense is super super good rashad wisdom jalen haynes antonio parks a bunch of other names i can name it's not just sincere mccormick on offense Frank Harris has blossomed into a good quarterback. Zakari Franklin is the best receiver in school history. I'm looking at Tyke Ogle-Kellogg to make more strides. This team is good. We've touted them all season long at the Transfer Portal CFB. I will back them to win this game in blowout fashion. Maybe it won't be 42 to 13, but they're going to blow UTEP out, and maybe people will finally start to see what I've been saying all year. UTSA is America's team. Like Andrew said, meet me. Very passionate about UTSA. That's how we do it over here. And that's going to do it for another very fun podcast um, at the Transfer Portal CFB. Appreciate anyone who watched this. Um, if you watch this on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you to Andrew and Lauren for co-hosting this and Commission of the Sickos. Mr. Escalante, appreciate you coming on. I'll let you uh, say, I don't know, your final words, shout your uh, accounts out, whatever you want to do. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Um, I mean, if you want to follow us on, on Twitter, we're, we're quite ridiculous. Uh, we're, the, we're at uh, Sickos Committee. Uh, we, we tweet about the most ridiculous games. Uh, I mean, we it's just a lot of fun. We're, we're, we're talking about the little ones. Um, I mean, last week, everybody's yelling about Michigan and Michigan State, and we're focused on Rutgers versus Illinois and, and Rutgers making a giant, you know, uh, fourth down stop to keep our, our crazy sicko seven-way Big Ten West high, which is still mathematically alive. But this time, Wisconsin can win it. Definitely looking forward to seeing how that plays out. I don't know why 99.9% of that division is ranked, though. And it all leads back to that cowards committee. Unreal. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in, watching. Make sure again, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Twitter, wherever it be. Our ads are on the screen. Follow us there. Thank you all again for listening.